thanks for joining us. I know it says uh, Charlie Kirk back here, but this is... Uh, I'm on the Rob McCoy Vintage McCoy yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, Vintage McCoy. History matters. That's right. Uh, yeah, it's our, it's our God Speak live stream, Fireside Chat Without a Fireplace. There we go. And, uh, you know, here we are, Charlie. You, 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 have, you have been burning the candle at both ends. You just finished yeah. the Student Action Summit out in uh, Palm Beach in Florida. Tell all the folks about that, uh, the significance of it, because you had some challenges. First, you the, you know, the state of Florida opened yeah. up. All these kids, thousands of them registered, and uh, they threw a curveball at you. Yeah, the, uh, it, was, it ended up being an amazing event, so we'll start at the end and work backwards from there. Our team was unbelievable, but the, the convention was continually changing what the protocols were of who was allowed in and how many people were allowed in, and we were given certain assurances I mean, for example, you would think that if you're allowed 3,000 people in a convention center, that is not a 3,000, then we close the door, and if people leave, you're not able to replace them with anyone. Right. So that was the first problem, is that we anticipated that there would be people that would be arriving late. We did not anticipate the convention center, which was controlled by the county, was going to just bring in police and prevent kids from entering, which you saw first. It was crazy. And they also changed the numbers versus the room and the building. Long story short, the first night was interesting. It yeah. was a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I think we handled it well, though. You did. And the nights that followed, uh, we almost we, – I think anyone that bared with us and honestly bared with our kind of struggle with the county after our staff didn't sleep for a couple of days, everyone got in. Praise God, which yeah. we were really happy about. And the speakers were amazing. We had the vice president there, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson, Dennis Prager, uh, Christy Nome. I mean, it was the entire conservative movement that was there. I, I, I loved uh, the the atheist Mark uh, Mark um, James Lindsay. I mean, James Lindsay. I always get that backwards. Yeah, yeah. James Lindsay. And uh, he was I loved, cool. And I love Tucker because I was listening to the podcast. Oh, you, yeah, you had like a front row seat. To I, I was blown away. Yeah, uh, Lindsay was amazing. He's really special. He is. There's just a sweetness about him. Yeah. And and yet he he believes in absolutes. He's and I I had you know talked with him and he he's more of an agnostic than I'd say an atheist mm-hmm. um, in the truest sense of the word because he does believe in a higher power, um, which was fascinating. And then Tucker got kind of spiritual. He started out saying oh, he's yeah. Episcopalian and went to Methodist and dropped a couple. I of, encourage everyone to check out my conversation with Tucker. It's a yeah, lot of fun. It, it really was. You're watching this on YouTube right now. You could type in Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson and the James Lindsay episodes going up. No, James is super smart. Uh, he considers himself to be an atheist agnostic. That That's fine. I, I think that he does, if really pressed, believe in a creator. Mm. I'm less concerned about his religious affiliation because I think that hopefully he's far too rational, I think, one day to not yeah. believe in a higher purpose and his his brilliance in defending and putting forward the 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 insanity of what the left is doing and the Western ideas. Basically. Western he's ideas. He's a great defender yeah. of Western ideas, and and he's he's a liberal. I mean, and he's defending Western ideas ideals, and he's 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 a liberal, and he wasn't going to vote for Trump. I don't yeah. think, and but he then, did, but he did. It was pretty cool. And That's a huge transformation. He's a huge critic of critical race theory, and yeah. here I will plug James's book for him. Uh, it's called Cynical Theories, uh, and if anyone you know has their kids in any local you know Thousand Oaks schools, boy, check it out because yeah. well, uh, they're, I'm sure they're, they're learning critical race theory. They're promoting critical race theory. They're doing it in Christian schools too, which is tragic. So uh, that's Thousand, Thousand Oaks Christian is doing that nonsense. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Okay, well yeah. here we are. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to work with them and encourage yeah. them. They came out to meet. I know there's a couple of folks on their their their. Um, their staff that 
Uh, I contend with it. Yeah, yeah, we'll deal with it later. So, uh, Charlie, uh, you, you've been tracking us. And, yeah. Uh, I, 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 granted, I took a week off from doing a live stream. This is the first I've been back in, in a week. I was kind of tired. I mean, you, you yeah. wiped me out. Uh, but it was a great event. Love being there. But would you share with everybody uh, kind of what you've been witnessing across the country, mm-hmm. especially as, I mean, here we are. Uh, we're coming up to January 6th, which yeah. is a, a critical day in the history of America. I, I taught on it on Sunday. This is going to be a Kairos moment. We've yeah. got, I think, 11 senators. Maybe uh, 12, yeah. Yeah, maybe 12. We've got a number of Congress members. But the pivotal point is going to be Mike Pence. That's right. The vice president. I've heard people say that he he will yield. I've heard others say he won't. Uh, he's in an echo chamber in some respects by the counsel he's being re- he's receiving. If if he's going to listen to the Charlie Kirk yeah. show, or you know, of course we I know he tunes into ours because uh, I'm a dreamer. So <laughs> he wh- listens to the God speak. Yeah, sure he channel. does. Yeah, right. So wh- what counsel would you give him? What would you tell the folks? What do you think is yeah. going to occur on well, the sixth? There's a lot of misinformation out there. Here's and, I, I, and they're not looking for hopium, by the way. Yeah, but here's yeah. what I don't. Let me let me start with this. Here's what I don't like. And I would have been able to have millions of even more views a day if I would have been dealing in the hopium industry. Right, right. Where I would have been like, we're just one day away from four more years. I don't like that. It sells false hope. It travels. It clicks. I get a lot of emails forwarded of just things that are not true. Yeah. Uh, things that are being peddled by people that quite honestly, are incentivized to try and get a lot of web traffic. With that being said, I deal with facts, and sometimes you know the facts are in our favor, and sometimes they're not. In this circumstance, there is con- there are constitutional provisions where if Pence acts in a certain way, it is conceivable the president can serve four more years. A couple things would have to happen, but let me tell you one kind of guiding premise that is not true. It is not true, nor has it ever been decided, that the president of the Senate, which is the vice president, it's yep. a fan, that's a nice cocktail party yeah. question for you. Who's the president of the Senate? Haha, it's the vice president. Whether or not he has the authority to reject electors or not count electors from certain states that he believes to be corrupt. We don't know the answer to that. Uh, we do know there's precedent. Richard Nixon did it in 1960, uh, where it actually didn't help him. It benefited JFK. We do know Thomas Jefferson did in 1800, and we do know the split election of 1876. So here's the best way I can really break this down, is that Pence is going to be given two set of electors for six contested states, Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona. And he'll look at both of these piles, Trump, Biden. Right. Some people are saying he should count Biden no matter how many objections there are. Some people are saying he should count Trump no matter how many objections there are. I actually have a third opinion, which is he should count neither. I think that he should reject all electors from these states and say these elections were contaminated. You didn't follow the U.S. Constitution. You didn't follow state constitution. Yeah, you didn't follow your own state constitution, your own state laws that your legislature put forward. State law, federal law, not to mention the fraud allegations, all the incursions of private money, of the Center for Technology, Civic Life. I could go on and on and on. We've built out that case. Right. And, and and can you also uh, clarify for folks, the, these weren't thrown out of the courts because of a lack of evidence. They were just thrown out because there's they've just never had to deal with anything like this before. Well, yeah, there's different types of evidence, right? So the type of evidence that would irritate a family over Thanksgiving dinner of who stole the last piece of pie 
and you would use deductive reasoning or inductive reasoning to try to figure that out would not necessarily be evidence that you would put in front of a courtroom. What do I mean by that? Evidence that is so clear to us, it's a completely different level of evidence that is needed to change an outcome of an election of people that are necessarily apolitical, which are judges, right? And so that's where I think a lot of the anger stems from, is that people say, no, I see clearly they stole the piece of pie. And then you know what the judge will say? Well, how do you know that? What the defense says that there very well could have been an intruder that came in and, you know, you don't have videotape footage and you don't have sworn testimony. All of a sudden it gets thrown out. And that really irritates us because the way we operate in our life, we see an injustice, we want to confront it, and then we kind of put forward our own. That's not the way elections work. And and let me finish on the Pence yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Going back to what I was saying on the Pence thing is that Pence has the authority, uh, I believe, constitutionally not to count either set of electors. Right, right. That would then not give Biden the 270 necessary electoral votes, it would then go to the House. So much misinformation is now going on about the House. People say, well, then Pelosi would be able... No, that's not... Every state gets one vote. Right, based on their number of... California would get... No, 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 not based on anything. Oh, go for it. Every state gets one vote. Right. So California is the same elect- has the same decision as Rhode Island. That's Connecticut that, that's has, great. has the same as Colorado. <laughs> there are 28 states that have more Republican congressmen than Democrats. So they would meet in a conference and they would say, well, um, Florida, we give our one vote to Trump or we give our one vote to Biden or we give whatever. Right. And there might be one or two states that might defect. But North Dakota would have the same amount of votes as New York. Crazy. It's where the founders designed it. And Trump would conceivably get four more years. It's really kind of that simple, but it's not. Here's why, is that it's very unlikely for Pence to do that. He's getting, I believe, incorrect advice. He says that it's unconstitutional for him to do that. We don't know. The Supreme Court has not ruled on it. Now, let me preface by saying this. I don't like where we're at. We are in a pseudo-parliamentarian moment right now where we're giving a lot of power to legislatures. That's not really where I like to be. I like the Republican, small r, style of government where it's states pointing up to the federal government. Right. However, the founders put these measures in place for a reason, as check and balance. And when you have a dozen senators objecting and 180 House members objecting. Is it up to 180 now? That's the word on the street. We'll okay. know by January 6th. But let's okay. say it's 150, 100. Let's yeah. say it's just 100. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's one out of four. Yeah. On average. That's about more or less one out of four. A little less than that. Then that's probably moment for cons- that's moment to stop, Right. The Trump team will probably come and present evidence during that time. There will be public displays of support in Washington, D.C., and it's really going to kind of all come down on one man. And he's getting advice, and I believe this advice is not constitutionally sound. It's not been ruled on. So look, if I, if I, if I may, um, go back in time, back in the time machine of 1960, um, Vice President Richard Nixon served eight years uh, faithfully uh, to Dwight D. Eisenhower, a phenomenal president. He ran up against JFK. A lot of people learned about or remember or lived through that that are watching this right now. There was a lot of states that were closely contested. On election night, Nixon had won Hawaii by 20 votes. Then it came out eventually that JFK won by 40 votes. So the state certified for Nixon. Hmm. So they sent two sets of electors for Nixon and for JFK. Nixon defied the state certification, defied the wishes of the Electoral College because of so much public pressure that JFK won Hawaii and he put the electors in JFK's category. 
So that's the precedent right there that the president of the Senate, the sitting vice president in an election he was in, mind you, said, I'm not going to accept what the electoral college has sent me. I'm going to place the JFK. It actually hurt his electoral count. Now, do we like one person, the sitting vice president, having much authority, that plenary authority? Probably not. That's why I prefer, instead of doing the Nixon thing where he puts one and the opposite, put none. Say, I'm not going to certify. I'm not going to count. The House should decide. That's brilliant. I, I, Kelly Shackelford, when he was on your program, and he also came on he's, our he's last right. He is. He, and he gave so much insight into that. But it's, it's, it's neat that you've given it that much thought. And, of course, you, you hear from senators, Congress members. I mean, watching Madison uh, Cawthorn. I mean, congressman. Yeah, Madison congressman. Cawthorn. And he's, he's, he's holding his own on that. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is part of— He was of, one of the first to announce. And yeah. now look what leadership does. 180 people— yeah. what people are conjecturing. They were all looking for somebody to, yeah. well, I'm saying stand, and here's a guy who's in a wheelchair. He's got it. He literally has a titanium <clears throat> spine. He does. No, he actually does. No, he I know he does. <laughs> and and both figuratively and, and literally. literally. He actually yeah. has a titanium spine. That's cool. That really is. Well, Charlie, uh, maybe just since you're limited on time, we got things to do. What yeah. I would, what I would ask. Eight minutes, then yeah. I have to get on a Zoom call. What I'd ask is, we're going to be dealing with the Georgia elections yeah. uh, on the 5th, uh, tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to go late, probably. And we'll be we'll be streaming live. Yeah, and you're going to make a guest appearance. Whatever frost your cupcakes. But, there we go. But but let's do this. Share with everybody because uh, it, it you know you're you're seeing polls come out, and we saw what polls did in the presidential election. But lay of the land, you've 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 yeah. got Turning Point kids out there walking precincts. The turning Point action. You've been, yeah. yeah, you've been working hard. Turning Point action. What are your thoughts on it? It's going to be tight. Yeah. Um, the president's rally tonight is going to mean a lot. Are there shenanigans going on? Of course there is. And I have been so upset with the Republican governor, Brian terrible. Raffensperger. It's been such a frustration point. I'm trying to stay focused. I did a whole rant on the radio about this today. It's never the moral thing to elect a Democrat to try to prove a point. I, I think that especially a U.S. Senate seat, especially let's pretend that we had 56 Republican senators. Okay, you're going on a 54. It's annoying. No, no, no. This is the breaking point. Yeah. This is more than just, okay, I don't like Loeffler and Purdue. It's actually completely irrelevant. The question is, do you like the party that goes up and prays and says, ah, men and ah, woman? <laughs> this is so insane. That's the question. Oh, my God. That's who you're about to hand over the keys to the United States Senate to. Yeah. And they're going to they're gonna pack the courts and the whole gimmick. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so the... That's what Purdue and Loeffler represent. I think they're both decent people. They are not movement conservatives no. the way that I am. No. But I hope they win, and I've put a lot of support behind them. I think that Purdue should win. I really do. I think that Loeffler can win. There will be fraud. There will be nonsense. We're going to be late into the evening monitoring all the counties, the ones that matter. And if you're on edge and anxious about it, tune in to our live stream. I think we do it better than almost any other cable program. Uh, I'm, yeah, kudos, because that, that is absolutely true. Well, thank you. And I pray they win, especially for the fight for religious liberty, the fight for life. Yeah. If you give the keys to the king, then the Chuck Schumer, man, brace for impact. And I just, oh, if that gosh. happens, though, if that happens, it'll be because Trump supporters stayed at home because they were propagandized by some of these people I'm not going to name that were in that kind of hopium nonsense sending around things that were completely untrue, uh, saying, stay home, don't vote. I think you've seen some of those I messages. I have. Alongside establishment Republicans like Raffensperger and Kemp that have not instilled confidence in the Georgia election system. That kind of combination could be lethal and could be handing one or two Senate seats. And so 
I I really hope and I pray with all you know for the future of our republic that we can at least have a defensive measure in getting Loeffler and Purdue elected. That's a good word. Well, Charlie, thanks for joining us. Uh, as we, I'm going to be at on Godspeak. Uh, listen, tell him. Uh, the 17th, is yeah, that right? Yeah. yeah, Sunday the 17th. And you got Sean Foyt coming out to lead worship for you. And then we've got all the dissenting church network pastors. Uh, There'll be plenty of space so you can show up late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to, yeah, it's going to be a, an amazing time. No, we're going to be there and um, I can't wait to come back. Yeah, well, thanks for blessing us, Charlie. Thank Folks, you. thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, we'll, uh, maybe maybe I'll send them to your website as we're doing the Georgia Returns. Oh, no, yeah, it'll be great. We can yeah, yeah, live we'll, stream it or we can do another one tomorrow. Yeah, we'll whatever. figure it out. But God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, Charlie.